You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 461 of Podcateers. This week, round two of March Mayhem in April kicks off. Disney Dreamlight Valley is challenging the community to decorate their valleys for real-world money. Marvel wants you to exercise. June brings a colorful new After Dark event to Disneyland. Splash Mountain gets an official closing date. The music from Super Mario Brothers makes history. And of course, we learn more about the Disney Company's history over the last hundred years with our segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. All right, so it is time to get this episode going. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 461 of Podcateers. Um, it's a sad, sad day, folks. It's a sad, sad day. It's one of those Sarah McLaughlin-y... And for just $5 a month, you can help a pet in need. And copyright oh, no. strike. You, you <laughs> could hire people to vote for your favorite in March Mayhem in uh, April. Yes. <laughs> for your contribution of $5, Tony Stark may not have lost to the snap of March Mayhem. Hot sucker, Tony Stark. Man, that was uh, quite a trip. Quite a trip indeed. I don't know exactly how to feel about the loss. Uh, I feel like I lost Tony twice at this point. Oh, Once yeah. in March Mayhem and then once now in March Mayhem in April. What hurts about this one, though, is that he was so close. Like, the percentage was so close and just votes, votes away from making it through to the next round. And I guess... The consolation prize in all of this is that Thanos had his hiney handed to him. Very handily. By Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have to go back and check all of the other votes and stuff, but I feel like Thanos lost to Buzz in the largest margin we've ever had in March May. Sure seemed like it. It was 16% Thanos, <laughs> 84% Buzz Lightyear. I, I'm, look, I'm speaking. Wow. Yeah. People really both. don't like Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> they have spoken. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. So uh, on the plus side, Andrew, hmm. 
This leaves me open to choose a new contender to win March Mayhem. Now, oh. in or March Mayhem in April. Because in March Mayhem, I will admit, look, when Tony lost, I still had that ray of hope. The ray of hope that the ghost host could bring it home and maybe follow me all the way home to the finish line of March Mayhem. Mm -hmm. And then the ghost host lost. And, you know, if it was any other matchup in March Mayhem, maybe I would have been a little more sour about it. But he lost to Captain X, which I like also. Hey. So if, if he <laughs> lost to anyone, okay, it was Captain X. Not a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. Also one of my favorite attractions. Also one of my favorite characters in the parks. All good. But this one, I'm not exactly sure how to feel because Tony lost again. But here's the kicker. Here's what complicates things for me. Okay. Cinderella is my wife's favorite character. That's true. So, so I should be happy that her character, her favorite character made it through. But damn it, Tony lost again. Here's the question. Did she vote? You're sweet. <laughs> she did vote. Okay. At least she voted. <laughs> she did vote. <laughs> yeah. Now, now here's here's where it gets even more complicated. So, uh <laughs> So, I normally post the March Mayhem stuff in the evening. And I like to vote the next day once there's already, you know, a few votes in, you know, because that way I don't feel like my vote is influencing anybody. Not that anybody can see my vote, obviously, because they know it's not me. But I don't want to kick it off as like one character and then make it look like I'm steering it in any direction. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like I should have done this this time. So normally I get up, I vote the next day and then life is good. <clears throat> I get up the next morning. I don't feel all that great. Didn't really jump on Instagram. Just figured, you know what? It'll be fine. I'll vote later. And I'll kind of settle into the day and then I'll, I'll vote during lunchtime. Usually around lunchtime is when I check the votes and I'll post, you know, hey, you know, vote for March Mayhem. Vote for my character or whatever. And I'll do my own story post, right? To like hype up who I want right. to vote for. Well, I had to work through lunch. And before I knew it, it was the end of the day. And what hurts so much <laughs> is that when I jumped onto Instagram to cast my vote, the story expired. <laughs> Ouch. Sad Ouch. <laughs> and given the margin that Tony Stark lost by, I figured that I could have just called a couple of people and they could have helped me put him ahead. <sighs> but now Tony Stank is no more. Tony Stank? Yeah, Tony Stank. Oh, That's okay. who the FedEx was delivered to. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are Tony Stank here. Yeah, there is a Tony Stank here. Yeah, I'm not letting this one go. Yeah, that's Tony Stank. Table for Tony Stank. It's an end scene. <laughs> for, anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, moral of the story, kids, vote for your favorites in March Mayhem or March Mayhem in April because you never know when that story is going to expire. Sure, it says 24 hours, but do you know exactly to the second when that story is going to expire? Because 
Facebook, in all of their wisdom, doesn't tell you that. As a matter of fact, the story will say 24 on it when it reaches the 24 hours, and it'll still show for a slight minute, like a minute or two. I don't even know how much it is, but I've seen stories that say 24 hours on them, and they haven't yet expired. So I blame Facebook. You know what? That's a good person to blame, or a good good entity <laughs> to blame. I, it's, I, I don't I don't think you can, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's yeah. Go ahead and blame Facebook. What are they going to do? They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do? Sell my data? Obviously, they don't. <laughs> right. you know, they already do. It's okay. Like, I mean, it's not okay, but they already do. So, what what can you do at this point? But you know, right. you said vote for your favorite, and that's not what you should do. You should vote for Roger Rabbit, even though even if he's not your favorite. We got Roger Rabbit is going up against this. For this is not just for you. This is for everybody. So <laughs> just so you're listening, <laughs> Hazen said, vote for your favorite. Don't do that. Vote for Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Roger Rabbit is Don't going vote up for your heart. Yeah. Vote for Andrew's vote heart. for my heart, which is Roger <laughs> right. Rabbit. Don't break his He's going up against Buzz Lightyear, which, uh, you know, handed uh, handed Thanos his hiney, as Hazen said. Um, so uh, just remember this when you're voting to uh, vote not with your heart, but for Roger Rabbit. If it says, you know, uh, it says Cinderella versus Captain Rex, uh, vote for Roger Rabbit. There's there's got to be a write-in option somewhere. <laughs> you know, you can share, you can type in stuff at the bottom and send it to people. Write Roger Rabbit in the bottom and send it to, to Hazen or okay. to the Podcuteers Instagram okay. so you know okay. that we know that you voted for Roger Rabbit. I mean, they Roger won't be Rabbit. counted... It I does. I will. I will down. know because I can see the Instagram okay. stuff, okay. and I will know, and then I okay. will hack okay. Hazen's computer, and then make all the results Roger Rabbit. Well, then that. I mean, that saves me so much time. I mean, I should be thankful that you're doing. Just this send all the Roger stuff Rabbit to me, and Roger <laughs> Roger <laughs> Rabbit will be the winner. <laughs> you know what? Gusto versus whoever. Roger Rabbit wins. Uh, Cinderella versus uh, whoever. Oh, no, I already said that. Do we also need a Roger Rabbit bracket the way that we're doing the a Indi- Sala bracket? The, yeah, the, no, the Indiana Jones or the bracket. Indiana Jones bracket. Yeah. Just Roger in different uh, outfits. <laughs> I don't oh, know if there's enough funny. like different Roger content to be able to do that with, but I mean, I'm game. I'm sure there would. I'm. There is. I. I think people like Indiana Jones more than Roger Rabbit in general. Uh, so this would be a complete vanity project just for me. Uh, honestly, <laughs> your bracket when you posted it on Discord last week. Uh, or the week before, was probably one of my favorite brackets ever posted because all it had was Roger Rabbit across the board, every <laughs> slot, winning it all the way. So, I mean, I can tell how passionate you are. I I mean, I went with Tony, but I've never been as passionate about a character winning yeah. that I've filled out an entire bracket that way. You know, it was very heartbreaking when I had to vote for Roger Rabbit against Roger Rabbit, but Roger Rabbit came out on top, and I think uh, the world is better for it. You know what? I think you made the right choice. <laughs> I think I did, too. <laughs> so we are officially in round two of March Mayhem in April. If you haven't voted yet, head on over to the Instagram account. Check our stories. Don't make the same mistake I did and wait till the last minute or second when you think you still have time. And then just as you try to load it, the story. <laughs> just vote for your favorites. Or vote for Roger Rabbit, yes, whichever vote you for like Roger and Rabbit. Andrew out. <laughs> 
okay. So let's see. What do we have today? Uh, let's check the notes here. Hey, um, Disney Dreamlight Valley. You know, they released this last update, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was pretty exciting because we got all this park stuff. We got the benches and the trash cans and all that stuff. And there was an announcement that they were going to be doing this community challenge thing and they've done stuff like this before right where you have to decorate the valley in a certain way or you have to uh like meet certain criteria uh as a matter of fact as the game was being developed the developers also asked the community you know what do you want to see next if you want to have this put a bunch of this down or if you want this vote by doing this in the game and they keep track of all that stuff right Mm -hmm. So there's a new community challenge called the Dreamlight Park Community Challenge. And the idea behind it is to create your own mini theme park inside of Dreamlight Valley. Now, it's easier now because there's a few attractions that are Mm -hmm. available to you. If you've done the latest Star Path, we have... Uh, the Wheel of Death. I mean, Mickey's Fun Wheel. Uh, <laughs> we also Pixar have Pal Around. The Pixar Pal Around, right? <laughs> uh, and then we also have uh, the Dumbo attraction and uh-huh. the teacups uh, mm-hmm. as things that you can use in the valley. And so they gave us some topiaries that look like figment and a couple of other ways like balloons and stuff that you can decorate to make it look like a mini theme park. Now, the community challenge, some of this stuff... I don't know if we can actually do it as a community. And it's not because I'm being, you know, negative about it. Let me, l- let me explain. Let me go down these and then I'll tell you why it's a problem. Okay. The first achievement is most pop and park. Mm-hmm. And so as a community, we have to place 300,000 balloon items across the board. Mm-hmm. So if 300,000 people were playing and all of us placed one down, we met the criteria, yep. right? And then we got the magical balloon bundle. It's just a few extra items. With, and this one, the community reached. If you check your mailbox, you will now have this balloon bundle in your mailbox because as a community, we reached this milestone. The next one is cleanest park. And for this one, the community has to place 350,000 rusted trash cans or the magical recyclers, which are the Disneyland-looking trash cans that they Mm -hmm. added to the game. The next achievement is Greenest Park. And to reach this milestone, the community has to place down a total of 400,000 Dreamlight Figment topiaries or the Jubilant topiary. It's either those two, 400,000 collectively. Mm -hmm. The next one is called Most Stylish Park. 450,000 Dream Styles unlocked. And the eligible items to hit this milestone are people have had to unlock the train conductor Goofy outfit or the Dream Style that was a part of the path and Mm -hmm. the Safari Donald Duck Dream Style, which was also part of the latest Star Path. So if you've unlocked both of them, switch their outfits, and it counts towards the goal mm-hmm. uh, that the community has set forth. The final one that you can that we can achieve is most amusing park, mm-hmm. and the requirement for this one is six hundred thousand items placed. Okay. In order to meet this goal, the three things that count are the Dumbo attraction, the mm-hmm. Matty Party attraction. And the Wheel of Death. I mean, the Pixar Pal Around. Yes. 
if 600,000 of those items collectively are placed, we get a mystery Disney Parks item. Now, speculation is running rampant that the mystery item is the monorail Mm -hmm. that you saw as part of the trailer, Andrew. Yep. Because no matter what we've done, we haven't gotten the monorail. So people are starting to speculate that that's what the, the final prize is. Which seems appropriate, right? You work yeah. for it. It's it's the highest prize, right? Right. But I'm wondering if there are still enough active players of this game. I, I feel like there's been a little bit of turnover on the game because once you complete the star paths, once you complete some of the other tasks, the friendships and everything, once you level everybody up, there isn't much to do in the game. Yeah, you can daily grind for collecting things and stashing them so that other things, other star paths and everything are easier. But I don't know if there are enough active players to collect all three of those items in the star path to hit that 600,000 mark. Do you think there are... Let's suppose that everybody that plays places all three down. Like, I have all three down in mine, right? I do too, yeah. Do you think there are 200,000 active players that will complete this in the next few weeks before this event ends? I think so. I mean, I didn't. I don't collect all the motifs and stuff, so I try to get, like, the, the biggest parts. I try to get three, and then I try to unlock the next levels. So hopefully everyone is like that and they just try to get the main pieces that are the the best ones, you know, the best prizes. So if word of mouth goes around on social media saying that this big thing is still available, why not try it? I mean, I see that there's hope for it. So who knows? I think that's all it needs is just wind. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been trying to look up and see like, how many players that can ex- that that they th- we think have existed uh or that that play dream might valley and it's hard i'm you know I, these numbers don't really you know they they don't really release these numbers but you can do you know some quick math uh to to kind of gauge uh how many people are playing so if you uh dis- they had released stats on uh Twitter and Facebook about like oh we've had 510 million pumpkins have been collected and uh you know the first 200 were hazens yes exactly <laughs> so i was tra- so how many realms are there currently there's what seven I'm There's trying seven, to yes. seven realms. Yeah. So it says that 3.8 million realms have been opened or th- realm doors have been opened. So if we divide that by seven, that gets us to 542,000 players, uh, 542,857 players. Um, yeah. If you do that math, that was at the end of, 2022 is when these stats were released. So there uh, according to that fi- there's over 500,000 players uh s- that have downloaded the game and have played. Now, there are plenty of people that have not opened all 7 realms, I'm sure, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that are slowly playing the game. So, if everybody does one thing, 
uh, of the you know like the 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 attraction ones like you know everybody most people are going to want to get those so right. if everybody does yeah. what was it 600,000 was the uh, 600,000 place yeah. items yeah so i've already placed my 3 i've bought uh four more of each just because i have the you know coins to do it why do sweet, i sweet pumpkin money yes yeah, sweet yeah. pumpkin money what do i need uh four wheels of death and six i think i might have six uh teacups and dumbos why, why nice. not why not maybe there'll be a place where uh i can gift these to people at some point if we ever get that you know go into other yeah. people's valleys and then i can just give them uh things if they weren't around to uh be a part of this so i could always place you know uh just in the corner somewhere i could i have another you know 16 things i could lay down to to go towards the (laughs) the community but i i do think that i don't think gameloft would have set these goals if they didn't think they were going to be met i really don't i think that if if there is a chance that these weren't able to happen they wouldn't have set those numbers also they can just kind of do whatever they want and they can just say we met the goal woohoo and here that you go true. like there's no that is a possibility there's no rules there's and like they're very forgiving too it's their own contest they can do whatever they want it's just a marketing ploy yeah. to get people to play the game more often yeah. yeah so um i i think we're getting all of these rewards no matter what if we meet the goals or not, I think they will just say we meet the goals if we haven't. But according to this little bit of rough math, I don't think it's it's a unreachable number. Uh, and I'm sure players probably have gone up since this at the end of the year. You know, people <clears throat> download the game. That doesn't mean everybody is continuing to play and log in like as often as they could. Like, I don't I haven't logged into uh Animal Crossing since I started playing <laughs> Dreamlight Valley, so uh, everybody's probably wanted to move, yeah, everybody's probably wanted to move away or weeds. something, and I don't know, that's fine. Yep. Oh, Whatever. the weeds, right? The re- the weeds yep. and the roaches. <laughs> yeah. Launch the game. I'm gonna look all disheveled and stuff. I'm gonna like <laughs> shake my head so I look better. Yeah. So oh, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think uh, I I think we'll get uh, them regardless of actually completing them but i do think it's not something that is uh unattainable yeah i didn't know that stat i didn't uh know that that many people had opened up realm doors so uh i mean i i see where you're going math wise but i do also know that there's been a huge it i i can't say that with certainty right because they don't release any real stats but i feel like there's been a drop off in the game because it gets to a point where it's very repetitive once you finish the star pads. And I know people firsthand, including in my own family, like my kids aren't even doing the star path because they don't have the moonstones to enable the, like the full six Mm -hmm. options to play. And, you know, they don't feel like they can sit there and grind through some of them. Some of them require multiple days, you know, when you have to do conversations with people. And so, yeah, Unless you're 100% dedicated to the game, you know, it, it it does take a lot more time. And some of those eligible items, especially for the uh, for the park, like the attractions, aren't until the sixth or seventh page 
of the star path. Yep. So if you're only doing like the first couple, you're never going to reach that, right? How many people are doing that? I don't know. Will other people, and it just has to be items placed, right? So there could be people like you that bought a whole bunch of them and are placing them throughout the valley to try to boost that number. The thing about that one is also there are plenty of people that outside of the time that they're playing the star path or leveling new characters up or doing like new realms, they're actively decorating their valleys and investing a lot of time into getting just the right aesthetic and the design and everything the way that they want it. And I, I have a hard time acknowledging that those people will say, you know what? I worked 80 hours on just my plaza. Let me plop down the Pixar pal around to meet this goal. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think there are there is going to be some pushback. One, because of the time people have invested. And two, because there's an item limit. They didn't raise the item limit this time around. And so I think it's like 3,000 items that you can place outside. And if you are really spending time decorating some of the areas of the valley you're going to run out of those slots really quickly because a lot of things like the holes that you dig also count towards that goal, which is weird to me. So I don't know. I, I'm optimistic given the stat that you just told us that Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think we're going to reach it one way or another. And I, I think what you're saying about them just kind of saying, yeah, yeah, you guys reached it. Hooray. You guys all get this cool new toy. I, I think that's very plausible. I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, if you want to contribute, if you're out there listening and you're playing Disney Dreamlight Valley and you want to contribute, those are the things you have to do. Uh, dream, the DisneyDreamlightValley.com website in their news section does have an article that outlines all of this. It's the Dreamlight Park Community Challenge. We can post a link over on Discord as well if you're interested. Um, but you do get a free trash can, or I'm sorry, they call it the Magical Recycler. If you go into your settings... And you enter the code Dreamlight Park, all one word, you will get one of the magical recyclers for free, which then you can go back and buy more from Scrooge. Uh, the added bonus, though, and I think this is the bigger part of this, is that when people start creating their parks or their little park sections, there's a little bit of a contest that's going on that's associated. From now until May 31st, if you submit pictures on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter using the hashtag Dreamlight Park and Disney Dreamlight Valley, you could be entered for a chance to win a $500 Shop Disney gift card. If you know, uh, if you have like the, the coolest park, uh, nice. there is another <laughs> link for that sweepstakes. We can also post that over on Discord in case you're interested or know somebody that might be interested in submitting pictures of their Dreamlight Park. Do you think you'll be submitting them? I've I, I saw that I and do. yeah, I, I saw it and I, I did take a picture too. I, I don't know if it's worth it or not, but I, I have a picture. I have to figure out how to get it off my switch and into the computer. Uh but uh maybe. I mean that five hundred dollars uh is a, a pretty uh nice little uh uh a reward there. Yeah. That's a lot of A B C D E fanny packs. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. (laughs) I mean, I see why not. Just have fun, submit it. Why not? What's what's you lose nothing. You just share. That's true. Your world. 
that's it. That's true. Anyway, um, yeah, it's fun. Keeping up with two games now is uh, crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So you know how I started the second game to play through? Mm-hmm. There's a lot yep. of things I haven't done in my second game that I've done in my first game that I've been recording that when I play the second game, I'm like, why can't I find this? Why can't I do this? And it's because I haven't reached that or collected that in my second game. Like with my first one, for instance, I still haven't unlocked the Lion King realm because mm. uh, I when I got it, I was waiting to record. And before I even opened it on my second account, I decided to go in and create those potato videos. So I made the potato videos and then I went to my second account and opened up the Lion King realm. I finished up like leveling up uh, Mirabelle and... Uh, at the time, I had just finished the Olaf stuff. Uh, mm. So I got to play through everything, and now I know how it turns out. But on my first account, I still haven't even opened Lion King because I'm waiting to record that content. So I'm still enjoying the game, but <laughs> I want to get as much done because Disney Speedstorm is coming. Uh-huh. We have not that long. It's It's going to be released within the next week or so. And I love racing games. Mario Kart is one of my favorite games to play. And so the fact that I'm getting these Disney characters and I get to race, I'm like super excited about that. Uh, plus, they just made the announcement that there's going to be a Steamboat Willy Racer nice. as part of uh, Season 2. Like, don't worry about Season nice. 2, guys. Just give me Season 1 so I can play and then worry about Season 2. Just give me Season 1. I, I follow uh, on Instagram... Um, a guy that works for Disney that is a uh, he's the head of of music for video games or something like that. I forget exactly what his uh, uh, job title is, but he's been sharing what pe- the people that have been playing Speedstorm saying the soundtrack is like the best part of the game. Like they they did a fantastic really? job on this soundtrack. People That's cool. Twelve out of ten remixes, all these different things. So I'm excited to to hear the soundtrack oh. for the game. Oh, I'm so excited. I love music and I love when it's incorporated into media that way. So you know I I think I did a stream on Discord really early on when we were testing doing like an open channel where you Mm -hmm. could like stream and play games and stuff because I'm trying to, you know, do the streaming thing and, you know, uh, create actual like game content. I haven't decided if I want to do a Twitch with the game for us, or if I want to try to stream on discord. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's, let's talk about it offline and then we'll, we can kind of decide what works better, but yeah, when Speedstorm comes out, I think I want to play and I think I want to broadcast it as we're we're kind of checking it out for the first time. But it's coming. Ooh. I want it. I want to play it now. Can we get it now? <laughs> Can we play today? Right now? Would be nice. I'll leave Dreamlight Valley behind for a few weeks <laughs> while I play this. Dude, there's so much to do. There's this. I just got Midnight Suns. You know, I like I'm so excited for that game. I had seen it at D twenty three when I learned about Speedstorm as well. I found a used copy of Disney Infinity 3, mm-hmm. you know, to play. And uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out soon. Zelda, uh-huh. that's going to be fun. I still haven't even played WWE 2K23. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a you know what that's a good list to have rather right? than like adulting she <laughs> listen after <laughs> i i figured out that this whole gaming thing really does help me decompress mm-hmm. uh i've been playing stuff way more than i thought i was going to hey that's well, good yeah like i played a lot when i was younger and then i just kind of like it kind of fell to the side right because of adulting basically um and it wasn't until animal crossing that i realized one how much i like to just sit down and just veg out and play a game but two especially like with hogwarts legacy like i've been playing that one and i just forgot how good storytelling can be inside of a game and how good the graphics and everything can be there was like the spark that was out that just relit itself when I started playing all these games again. And I don't know. I'm, I'm just really enjoying it. So I'm a gamer now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Full blown gamer <laughs> status. Hashtag ga- gamer central guy. I don't Welcome know. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Hashtag GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag GameStop is the place where I occasionally buy games. Or Amazon or Best Buy. Hashtag smiley face. Fire, fire. Um, ghost <laughs> upside down box. Because, you know, they, they deliver them and mistreat them. I don't know. But the point is, I like it. So Speedstorm's coming. We're going to try to set up a stream. Uh, if it works on Twitch, we'll do Twitch. If not, if we can get it to work on Discord, get to work on Discord. But I'm excited. It's a lot nice. of good stuff coming. So did you pre? Is it? Did you order the founders pack already? Is that how you uh, went about this? I did. I fell for it hook, line, and sinker because the Speedstorm developer is also GameLoft. Yes. And they did the same thing that they did with Dreamlight Valley, where there was three different packs. The founders mm-hmm. pack had like the most like suits that you can wear, different mm-hmm. cars, couple of extra characters, and I thought, you know what? I'm going all in, baby. I'm doing it. Doing it founders pack style. Hashtag founders pack style. Hashtag upside down box. Hashtag little fire. Uh, little uh, emoji blitz. I, I don't know. But, you know, yeah. Gamer. Gamer con. Hashtag style, uh, smiling pile Hashtag. of poop. Hashtag <laughs> uh, two girls dancing in red dresses. Hashtag uh, Canadian flag. Hashtag uh, up arrow. Hashtag uh, exploding star. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas tree, Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, so that's coming. Uh, you know, speaking of games, I want to uh, pivot to uh, a, a related conversation. Uh, but before we do, I want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it is their support via Patreon that help make these episodes possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to go to podcateers.com slash FGP. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a uh, little info on the FGP Squad, and a link to our Patreon if you would like to become a part of the family. Uh, being a part of the FGP Squad gets you some additional perks, like access to additional content on Patreon, discount codes, a special section of Discord, random giveaways and stuff that I mail out occasionally, and access to our happy hour calls. Uh, so if you, again, are interested, podcasters.com slash FGP is where you can go to find more info. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, okay, so 
working out. I are are either of you the type of person that if you have to work out or you're committed to working out, you know, for whatever reason, you need that additional boost. Like you have to do it with other people or you need some kind of motivational tool to get you going. This sounds like an uh, ad read. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know why. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we got a sponsor is what this sounds like. But it, Well, the reason uh, I'm asking is because I, of our next sponsor. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, have you ever needed an extra boost in the morning? That's why I drink Folgers Coffee. Folgers Coffee. <laughs> da, 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 da. Folgers Coffee, not a sponsor. Uh, 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 sorry. Uh, working out <laughs> wow. is um, a, a very uh, hard thing to do. And I definitely do not do it uh, enough or ever. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I work outside sometimes, but I don't, uh, as you would say, exercise uh, as much as I should. So uh, probably uh, s- uh, I would need some help in that regard. Yeah, I was going to say just music. And like I'm not the one that's going to go. You will not see me at a gym. I'd rather walk. As much as I can, but I, you will not see me in a gym. Nope. Nope. So basically just music. Music. Any kind of remix music. Even Disney remix music. I mean, doesn't matter. If it pumps me up, I'm good. I got That's a song it. for you right now. Peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to tell you guys. I saw the movie. I did too. I saw, I, saw it. I saw it this weekend. It's so good. I liked it. All right. Well, we'll talk about it after. Okay, fine. Next At some point. Or whatever. But Sometime. Th- th- let's go back to this exercise thing. There's, okay. There's, there's a reason I'm asking. Okay. But mm-hmm. um, So it, have either of you ever had a Fitbit or like any type of like exercise band or something that keeps track of what you're doing? Yeah, a Fitbit. Yeah, I have my uh, my Galaxy watch or whatever that does all that stuff, I think. Have you ever joined any of the challenges that are a part of those apps? Not nope. at all. <laughs> okay. So I'm so when I was more active, when I could walk more than 50 steps without feeling like I was going to collapse, uh, I did have the Fitbit band. I did have my watch app to, to keep track of all that stuff. Uh, and I did get motivated by playing against my friends. Like we would do the step counts and stuff like that. And we gamified the entire thing, right? It was having that community of people was helpful for me because for me, I could go out and do stuff on my own. I would listen to music uh, or sometimes I would listen to a podcast or I would listen to something spoken like an audio book or something like that to kind of distract me mm-hmm. from what I was doing. The reason I'm asking is because Later this year, there's going to be a brand new app called Marvel Move. And Marvel Move uh, is by a developer of something called Zombies Run. It's another fitness app. And what they're going to do is they're going to have five storylines that you can listen through while you're doing exercise, while you're out walking, running, whatever the case is. And it's integrated into these storylines where your phone is going to keep track of like how many enemies you come across, how many enemies like you, you like fight against because some of the exercises are supposed to make it look like, or put you through the motions of fighting these enemies that you're encountering. But the app 
uh, is going to have a story called Thor and Loki Asgard 5K Training, X-Men Age of Orcus, The Hulk, Hulkville, Daredevil, Terminal Degree, and Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch in Dreams. So there's a little trailer we can post over on Discord for anybody that's interested. It's, It's not a like really detailed trailer just shows people like running through the city and stuff and listening to this. It it almost feels like an audiobook that they're listening to. It does have some sound effects and there is like a little bit of a storytelling aspect to it, but it's the gamification of these stories and how you're supposed to interact or how the phone is keeping track of what you're doing. So you're basically becoming an Avenger and working mm-hmm. out. Yeah. That's like the whole point. Or an X-Men or whatever you happen to be listening to. Does this sound interesting to you? Yeah. I don't know about the whole fighting thing. I don't know how I feel <laughs> being in public <laughs> looking like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it sounds like fun. Um, I'm curious to see who's going to be posting their picture, their videos first. Like, I want to see this in action. I do. Uh, what I yeah. <laughs> what I want to know is it do, what impact does this have on the MCU? Like, are we gonna have to do the exercises? No, I'm just kidding. I know this is not, but that would be funny if they're like, okay, uh, to know what's happening in uh, Thor four or Thor five, you need to uh, participate in the exercise app story with Loki and and Thor you have to know about that like <laughs> I, I, I don't know uh, uh, probably a bad marketing decision on their part if that was the case I know it's not um, but I'm interested to see what this uh, app is and see if it is something that will get me off my hiney and like jiggling around a little bit to uh make me a little healthier yeah i mean look you you kind of said it jokingly but i think it's a it's a point that a lot of marvel fans are going to ask right is it canon is it going to affect how you enjoy the mcu going forward uh given the stories that this is releasing with it doesn't really feel like it especially considering the movies that are in line to be releasing Mm -hmm. over the next few years Uh, I don't think they have any impact. These could just be total side stories, right? But here's the kicker. Uh, And and I don't know if this is going to be a problem, but the membership for this, if you become a Marvel Move Founders Club member, is $99. And the $99 will include two years of Marvel Move membership, invitations to QA live streams, and a one-month free trial to Marvel Unlimited, which is Marvel's comic book service. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't want to commit to the two years, uh, the yearly subscription will cost seventy-four ninety-nine per year. Mm. So Ouch. there's no release date for it, but preliminary, those are the costs uh, for it. I don't know what a gym membership costs these days because I'm like you, Mel. I'm not. I'm not gonna go to a gym if I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna work out in my backyard or whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't need people staring at me while I'm doing stuff. Same. So, yeah, this seems a little steep. Like, if I could guess, I would say a, a membership is thirty, forty bucks. Does that seem about right to you? A month. I, if. 
Oh, a month. Yeah, okay. Yeah, then maybe not. When when I had a gym membership, it was like 50 bucks a month for uh uh California Family Fitness. And I think you can oh. get like Planet Fitness for like 9.99 a month or 19.90. I think it's either 10 or $20 a month. So I think they're they're oh. uh anywhere between 10-ish dollars to, you know, in the hundreds depending on your your uh f- how fancy your gym is so um like here i just look at planet planet fitness is 10 bucks a month for the cheap plan and their premium plan is 25 bucks a month uh so oh okay i guess it's not too far off then except that while you're not paying for a membership to a location and physical equipment Mm-hmm. You are paying for app development and new stories because that's the other thing. It's not just these six stories that are going to be a part of the app forever. The I think the promise is that they're going to be adding new stories every month for mm-hmm. you to work out with. So if you worked out once a week, uh, you know, or once or twice a week, you're covered, you know, with the five or six stories that they're going to be re- uh, be releasing monthly you know, to get your workout in for that time frame. My only question is, is Chris Helmsworth going to be reading to us? Because I think that would be a selling point for a lot of people. If that's not it, mm, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I mean, I guess it would have to cost way more to pay them royalties if they got any of the real voices or like the real actors to play the characters. But... That's a good point. I think if they could get any of the real characters or any of the actors that portray these characters already within the MCU, it would sound much more familiar to people and mm-hmm. they might be more inclined to to join. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Uh, either way, uh, I think this is a little steep price range-wise. Uh, again, right now I get winded just walking to the fridge you know, for some water. So I'm quite a bit away from being able to Marvel move myself out and run or walk in the real world. But, you know, hopefully one day. I'm not sure if I'm $75 worth a year ready for that yet. But if I do sign up one day, I'll let you know and see how that goes. Uh, If anyone is interested, again, we can post the trailer and a link to, I don't think there's actually a link for the app yet or to pre-order it. Um, but there's a trailer, so we can post the trailer. In case you're interested, you can bookmark it or something. Keep track of that when it releases. There goes Loki. He's running down the street. Chase him. Oh, he jumped <laughs> He jumped over the fence. Climb over the fence yeah. right now. Climb over. Get him. Get Loki. All right. Nope. Now you have to do 10 push-ups. Why? Oh, just because Loki is controlling you with his magic staff. Because Thor said so. 10 push-ups. Okay. <laughs> You know, oh, no, now you got to, you know, you're just like running around the neighborhood. I don't know. It's like Pokemon Go, but with exercise. I don't know. I have no idea what this app is going to be. Well, that's the, that's what I started wondering when you said that. (laughs) Well, see, that's interesting because I didn't think about that. Like when I first saw the trailer and I heard about this, it just seemed like you're listening to an audio book. And they Uh just happen to say things. And if like if the app is going to keep track of what you're doing motion wise, Mm -hmm. 
then there's a goal as you're listening to the story, right? But mm-hmm. if it's just like a story to distract you while you're walking or whatever, and it's mostly up to your imagination for this stuff, you know, get some Marvel books on Audible. You know, it'll be yeah. cheaper in the long run. But if if the app is designed in such a way where, you know those like couch to 5K apps, have you ever heard of those? No, but it sounds. Like couch, I think I get the idea. Like couch to 10k, catch a uh, couch to marathon. So what these apps uh, do is they essentially build out a plan for you. Like it asks you some questions, and you know how active are you? You know how how much do you weigh? How tall are you? Like everything, right? And then mm-hmm. it asks you like how soon do you want to be, let's say, marathon ready? Because you want to run a marathon, but you've never done it. You've never trained. Mm-hmm. It'll create a regiment for you that you follow daily, weekly, monthly. Uh, some of the better apps also have like meal plans that are associated with it to kind of get you to where you want to mm-hmm. be. If this app does what those do, but with the Avengers characters and just kind of sprinkle in the story mode, I think it might be it might be more popular because they can tie it into run Disney and they mm-hmm. can kind of get people to sign up for run Disney for special events. If they create these stories that are associated with training for a 5k when you're doing a run Disney event, you know? So if there's like a tie in or if it gives you that like couch to 5k or couch to marathon aspect of it, it might be a little more popular, but like you said, Andrew, not knowing what the full app is going to be or what's going to be included other than the stories we see in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I Now I'm getting more curious about what it's going to be. I might just pay the 75 bucks just to see it and then ask for a refund when I realize I can't move that much. Or you can just like, I'm sure somebody's just going to post screen caps on YouTube. and then you Or that. Yeah. Or that. And then not pay the Let 75 one of the, bucks. Yeah. And not pay the seventy five bucks, right? Let somebody with that sweet, sweet YouTube money, yeah, n- that doesn't compare to my sweet, sweet pumpkin money, because that's not real. <laughs> I can't use that in the real world. So, <laughs> if only, You're right now, right. I, I just realized that uh, I'm going to be getting targeted ads for Planet Fitness since I googled that to find out how much gyms cost. <laughs> so now my computer thinks, and my phone is attached to that, so it thinks I wants to go to the gym. Uh, so yes. yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> that's fun. Let's quickly see how search long... for donuts and cake. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> search for donuts and cake quickly. Erase, erase, erase. What is the comfiest couch to buy? <laughs> Barka loungers, lazy boy. Yes, lazy boy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Cheese doodles, and fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, hey, so we had some big news about something that's happening in the parks this June. Mel, do you want to talk about this one? So, yeah, we have a new After Dark event, and this is actually really, really special. I'm going to say this event, just to see it evolve from a hush-hush kind of thing where Disney didn't acknowledge what was happening around on this specific weekend in October um, to offering, you know, some foods about six more years after that. And then merchandise that was labeled as Pride merch. Here we go. We have Pride Night coming to Disneyland as one of the events in June 
there's two nights and this is on june 13th and june 15th which is this is so awesome because like i had mentioned disney never really acknowledged gay day weekends when it first started um i don't have the actual date of when it first started but I have attended a few of these and I remember, you know, you had to be really quick if we wanted to take a picture in front of the castle as a group and it was kind of obvious what was happening and it grew between the 2010 to 2019. I want to say 2018 is when we finally got to see merch and food offerings. So it's it's been it's been one of those things that just evolved into this and now it's official which is fantastic because there's been it's been rough it's been very rough i don't want to go into politics but this is something that we can now celebrate at at the park and it's pretty awesome so whoever's getting tickets you guys are lucky I wish I could go. I would love to attend because after attending a few of the Gay weekends, I mean, Andrew, you've been there with me as mm -hmm. well. Um, it's just fun. They're it's very fun. So, so much fun. Um, I saw a guy dressed like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you, know why. You see, you see everything. It, uh, there's a reason I'm sure for it, but... It's just it's just fun and it's kind of like um Dapper Day, mm -hmm. Bats Day, and you see familiar faces come back and it's just it's just fun. So I've seen the outfits. There's new outfits for the Fab Six. It's it's not because it's instead of Pluto. Yeah, Clarabelle That's is right. bundled That's into this it. one. I'm like, wait, I'm like, there's yeah. such but yes, their outfits are so colorful, so cool. I love the designs, and I can't even imagine how Main Street's going to look, how the, the fireworks, all the entertainment. I mean, it's going to be a blast. So June 13th and June 15th, and I believe the tickets are... Went on sale today. Yes, they did. <laughs> For our annual uh, Magic Key uh, preview. Or pre-sale. Actually, the 20th. So you have until the day after the day after this um, episode drops is when it, tickets go on sale for general admission. Mm -hmm. So you still got a chance. And I believe tickets are uh, 139. So it's still not, not too bad. Um, I see them in front of me. There we go. Mel's a little sleepy here. <laughs> but... Um, Every costume that everyone is wearing is just so, so different. I don't know exactly what the design is for it, but I love it. I I love it. They embrace all the colors. I want somebody, I want Clarabelle's dress. <laughs> Donald Duck has a she, bucket hat. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe it looks I like she's wearing like a dress. fuzzy, like Muppet uh, top. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. interesting. It, like, it, the theme seems to be mismatch. Like I don't know. Like uh, I, it seems to be like 
the 90s are back. I think it's like kind of 90s style. Like if you look 90s at Donald's neon. outfit with like the two different patterns, it's yeah. I guess I rainbow. Like like, yeah, it's it's very Mickey's, fun. Mickey's jacket is very saved by the bell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like in Donald's shirt too is just like somebody has a polo of that that probably just exists in the wild. Yeah. You can find that at the thrift right? store. Yeah, I like the aesthetic. I like I have to I have to say the shoes that Mickey's wearing, I actually like the color scheme of how they're mm-hmm. broken up with like the like the turquoise and the purple that mm-hmm. way. They actually look kinda cool. They remind me of Buzz Lightyear for some reason. Yeah. I don't know if the color combinations are for specific flags. I'm not sure. But if anybody wants to let us know if they do represent something, let us know. I mean, there's so many combinations I'm like wondering. I feel like I should know, but I don't. So I, yeah, I don't think any of these, yeah. other than the rainbow in general, is are any Mm-mm. of the flags. But you uh, you know that there might be flags that I'm not aware of. I, I I've right. I've seen most of them, uh, so it's I don't I I I I'd be hard pressed to find somebody to design a flag that looks like Donald Duck's shirt. But then again, uh, I've seen Stranger Things, so the show on yeah. Netflix. I've seen that, <laughs> and then I've also seen other things too, but. Yeah, this is, you know, it's funny when you sent this um, uh, article to us in our group chat, it was one of those moments where, you know, you have seen a lot of this in the parks for years now. And there's, you know, days that become official, like Dapper Day, I think, was the first one to become an official thing that the resort was behind because now they have, you know, the the big... Um, like marketplace expo. and stuff like yeah. that, the expo yeah. and stuff like that on Dapper Day weekend. Uh, but for something like this to be fan based and for Disney to acknowledge, it's hard not to tie this in politically, given the the things that have been happening with the Disney company, especially in mm-hmm. Florida and what happened with the with the bill with the governor there. So I. You know, it's hard to say if this was a direct result of that. However, there were people within the company that I think have been working towards something like this for a really long time. You know, yeah. and it maybe it was fast-tracked. Maybe it was something that was already planned and it's just like a weird coincidence that all of that stuff was happening. Regardless, it's kind of a day that's been overdue for Disney to acknowledge, right? It's such oh, a huge fan base and a huge portion of representation of not only guests, but cast members as well. You know, so for something like this to be official in the parks is a big deal for Disney to acknowledge. So uh, I'm glad that it's happening. I think it's, uh, again, long overdue. But uh, yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm going to stick with it wasn't a political move. It was just a happy coincidence because this was already oh, yeah. planned and it just happened to land around this time frame. So there, that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And it, like we'll you keep said, it on the long overdue. Note. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, details for that, again, are available on the Disney 
uh, Disney Parks blog. We can also put a link in Discord uh, for the main page with the article because there is a link for you to purchase uh, tickets on that page. There's also costume guidelines. So if you do plan on attending and wearing a costume, make sure that you abide by the guidelines so that you don't get kicked out before you even enter the park after paying for the event. So those are important rules to follow. And uh, yeah, I'm sure that we're going to see a bunch of photos posted once the event actually happens. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Uh, let's see. We have an official date for Splash Mountain closing. Um, there's do. a part of me that kind of felt like it was already closed. <laughs> you know, I know that I it was like so this too. huge thing. Yeah, it was like this huge thing. It closed over in Florida. Everybody was setting up vigils and stuff. And I was like, all right, well, it's closed. And since I haven't really gone to the parks all that much, it, like to me, I was like, all right, it's closed. It is what it is, right? Like probably boarded right. up already. Uh, but apparently here in California, it doesn't close officially until May 31st. So, you know, if if you want to get you know, you're, if it's a hot day and you want to get all wet from an attraction, uh, you have until May 31st to do that before it closes for an extended period of time. It will be rethemed to Princess and the Frog, and then it will reopen, and you can enjoy getting all wet on a hot day all over again, but with new theming. So in yeah. case you were wondering, May 31st is when Splash Mountain will officially close here at Disneyland proper. Uh, let's see. Oh, hey, before we jump into great moments with Mr. Andrew, we mentioned it as part of the conversation earlier. Uh, Mel, you mentioned this Mario thing that happened with the with the song. You want to talk about it? Because I thought that was super yeah. freaking exciting. I Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's a trip. I'm going to start with it's a trip to having to be the generation to grow up with Mario, with all things Nintendo. And it's, what, 38 years? Please don't count. Like, don't age us. Thank you very much. Um, so about that time frame is when we got to hear the Super Mario theme. And, of course, you know, when you hear about video games, that's the one theme that everyone knows no matter what. If that wasn't, then it wasn't. All right, cool. So... Pretty much, I'm just saying in general, that's the first video, <laughs> video game theme that you would usually think of. But yes, we hear about things that happen that are historical, but I I may not be paying attention as much. But this year is actually really, really, really exciting because the theme song that we grew up with is now part of the Library of Congress, which is... A small like every year they only select about 25 songs and this song is actually the first video game song to actually make it into the registry which is so so cool to learn and to know of do you want to hear some of the other songs that are attached with it is this like yes. a, in was... the same class like the same yeah the same group yeah that'd be interesting I... to hear uh let okay. me get let me uh hold on i want to guess give me hints i want to try and guess Oh, uh, some that might be okay. easy if there's any that are easy. Some that might be easy. Okay, Let me give me see. a hint. Uh, uh, this person has a span of food available to eat and a song about a drink that's popular in tropical environments. 
uh, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. And uh, so, uh, Margaritaville. You got it. Yay. Nice job. <laughs> this other one is uh, a a a someone from across the pond that is a bug singing about things you do with your mind. A bug? A British bug. Uh, hmm. Music. A uh, music. Oh, oh. So, th- oh, this is a group then. Yes. Gavin Not is just yelling at us right now. Oh, this is a single. single. <laughs> a singular bug. A singular person. A singular bug. Uh, From across the <laughs> pond, singing about something you do with your mind. Uh, uh, a bug. A bug. What? A singular bug. Yes. This yes. is like butterfly or uh, cockroach. Not that bug, but <laughs> <laughs> closer, um, closer with that second one. Mm-hmm. It's not the Beatles because that's a plural bug and that's a band. <laughs> but you okay, said one. But you're band. close. So yes, close. one bug. A oh, one of the Beatles is what you're mm-hmm. trying. Okay, I thought singing I about getting... something that you do with your mind. Okay, so this is uh, what is this? John Lennon, Imagine. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Mel, I, I think do another the, one. The hit do confused one, me. I was trying okay. to think of a bu- a singular bug as the artist name. I'm like, there's no artist name like like uh you know cockroach. Like, the, okay. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So this one, this one, um, it's a earworm that you hear in November, but you're supposed to hear in December, and now this song just goes on forever until January 1st. Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas (laughs) is you. (laughs) Yes! Yes! (laughs) Wow, this is fun. (laughs) This is so good. Good job. Uh, I want to know. I want to know. Okay. uh, uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. This one. This one. This one. This is about it, this is a flying metallic object that used that filled with helium and it is mm-hmm. a path to a place considered glorious by people. Uh Led Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven. Yes. Hey, we're good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wow! Good I hints. Like this I game. mean, these are these are good <laughs> hints. These are good, these are good hints. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna do this one because this one. Yeah, make it a hard one. I mean, I'm. I, th- oh, these were pretty easy. So do do what you want. It's okay. <laughs> they have to be pretty well known songs to be making it oh, into the oh, Library of is. Congress. So this this one is this one is um. This person is has, was very very iconic in the eighties. There's a song, <laughs> not for kids, <laughs> but I grew up with it. There's a song <laughs> about how you are a specific <laughs> place in your timeline. <laughs> I am trying to not die off of this um yes and it's it's a f- the song is a first for everything 
Cover your ears, children. Wait, okay, wait. So this is a, did you, you said a, a famous British person. No, no you this said, is a famous, oh, famous in the icon. 80s. Oh, a, in icon the 80s. in the 80s. Yes. Oh, is this, uh, I'm going to say a Madonna like a virgin? Oh my God, you're awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, children, uncover your she, ears. She only thinks she's British, <laughs> right? right? Is that Madonna? So <laughs> yes. one more. I'm not going to, I'm not going to test you. I just want to bring this one out because okay. I thought. Oh, test me. I, Come on. No, I thought kidding. this was awesome. No, no. It's just a little bit of a tidbit. Okay. So another thing that's actually being added is the very first mariachi recording. I never got that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that's why I was like, no, but I have to bring it up. And this is wild in my head because, you know, you hear of mariachi and stuff and mm-hmm. whatnot. But to know the first recording, that's awesome. And it was released in 1908. So oh, wow. 19, yes. So there's a little bit of history and I wanted to throw it out there, but there's a ton of other songs, but this was fun. So does it end like, do does, it, does it end dun dun? <laughs> That's for Jill. Yes. <laughs> that entire thing ended that way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's funny. All right. Should I throw one or two more? Because I like this Why game. not? This I, is I feel fun. Like I, I, this game. All right. All right. Do it. All right. All right. Before Mel reads the rest of the playlist, I think these are going to be like the last easy ones. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, okay. Okay. This, this is a gentleman that lives possibly in the Rockies and it is about finding a way to the establishment where you are situated Hmm. about a gentleman in the Rockies or near the Rockies in the state of where the Rockies are. Hmm. That's a, okay. John Denver. No. Yeah, no. Is it? It's not John Denver, is it? It is John Denver. Okay, John Denver. Is that? Uh, uh, it's something like the place where you live. No, it is John- following oh. a there. path you to where there. you to your establishment. Following a path to your establishment. Uh, John Denver. I should know more John Denver songs. I know. Uh, it's not uh the John Denver song that I know, which is the uh, um. Uh, uh, what is it? Little, ah, uh, following, f- wait, say that again. Following the path to the place where you, the establishment. Where you are established, where you reside. I, do I know this song? Is this a song that I should know? Yes. You would I assume? I mean, it's a pretty popular one. It's a pretty famous song. John Denver. It's probably like the John Denver song. Like. Uh, <laughs> now I have his Willie Nelson on the road again, but that's not it. Something about <laughs> no, uh, it, it is John Denver. Yeah, no, I know, but that's all I can think of in my head is, is let's see, John Denver. <laughs> something on right, on something, something with home in it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of it. I'm gonna smack myself. I, I say we give it to you. So something yeah, with home. I'm gonna give it, it to you. And, it, okay. Yeah. Take me home, country roads. There you go. That's yep. <laughs> you were close, man. I'm with Mel. I think we're gonna give you this one. West I think Virginia. From the clue that I give you. Mount yeah. From the clue Mama. that I gave you, I think you got super close. Pretty so. close. I I believe I got John Denver, which was uh, the Rockies was a good. 
Good hint. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone that. So <laughs> kudos. <laughs> okay, okay. Last one, and then Mel Last can read one. the entire list. You ready? Okay. Great. This is uh, 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 law enforcement that is talking about events happening simultaneously that appear to be related to each other casually. <laughs> so this is the police. Uh-huh. Uh, what? What? Let's see. The police have like four songs. They have wait, what and it is a series to... of events that seem to be connected casually together. Serious? I know four pol. Like three police songs. I think. Hopefully, they're not sting songs. So there's uh, what is the? It's not. It can't be the creepy one, right? The one where it's uh. Uh, I'm always watching you or whatever that song no. is. That's no. not that one. Um, creepy. The creepy one. Uh, the song from Batman. I think that's just Sting. Um, whew. Uh, I I don't know. I don't want to drag this out so long. So uh, I'm gonna. Hey, say all right, I'll give says, you one last hint. Okay, it's something that you do with your watches. With other people, you do this with your watch with oh, other people. Is it s- sync? Something sync? You do this with your. It. it I'm gonna give it to you. Okay. I, I, I don't think know. we should give it's, it to him. It is. Yes. It is the police. The song is synchronicity. Oh, that. See, I. Uh, that's one that I don't know so well, but uh, you know. Oh, what? okay. I say. Okay. I say. You know. You got close I, enough. You got like six, uh, five out of a seven or something. That's not too bad. I I love this game. We need to play this game again. All right, Mel. All sorry, right. I took over. You can read no the worries. rest of them. I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. So I'm just gonna go ahead and read the the songs because or the songs or the word uh, the name of the uh, spoken word because it's a long list. So <clears throat> there's the St. Louis Blues, Sugarfoot Stomp, Dorothy Thom- Thompson's 1939 NBC broadcast. Don't let anyone turn you around. Sherry, Wayne Dane Doodle. <laughs> Sounds funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's late. <laughs> oh, what the world need now is love. Oh, to Billy Joe. Billy Joe, not Billy Joel. I almost messed that one up. Billy Joe Armstrong from right? Green Day, right? <laughs> <laughs> Deja Vu. Um, Flashdance, What a Feeling. Sweet dreams are made of these. Uh, black codes. All hail the queen. <laughs> Pale d- blue dot. Gasolina. And a uh, concerto for clarinet and chamber orchestra, chamber music northwest. And that is it. It's a wide variety <laughs> yeah gasolina come on everybody yeah, for real. <laughs> yankee on that list i um <laughs> wow <laughs> the first uh, reggaeton song so there you go it's yeah it's crazy <laughs> this was this had a lot of firsts in it it was a good class mm-hmm. uh of of photos of photos of songs <laughs> um it it's fun and everything that the Super Mario like overworld theme uh, made it in, but I feel like at some point they should 
induct or include in one of the classes the song that inspired the overworld theme because uh, uh, Koji Kondo, who was the, mm-hmm. the composer of the Super Mario overworld theme, was heavily inspired by a song called Sister Marion by a Japanese jazz, uh, jazz fusion band ah. like, called T-Square. Like, uh, and like if you listen to the T-Square song, it's, I, I mean, it's, you could tell it came from there, right? So I think it's only fair that in a future class, they also induct, you know, Sister Marion as the inspiration uh, for the overworld theme. But it's huge that a game song made it in. You know, I don't, I don't want yeah. to knock that in any way because, uh, you know, gaming, like you said, for all those years growing up with Mario and the NES and everything, it's you could tell how ingrained in our culture video games are. You know, we we spent the first half of this podcast talking about Dreamlight Valley and other video games. So, <laughs> right? you know, there it is, right? You could see how ingrained mm-hmm. video games are into society these days. So uh, it's super cool that it was that it's a part of it. Um, and yeah, the I saw the film. You know the Super Mario film uh, over the weekend, and the soundtrack is fantastic to the mm-hmm. film. Nice. Uh, yes, Peaches is a super earworm. Uh, you will be humming it, singing it, imitating Jack Black as Bowser for hours, if not. Like you will catch yourself at, at the weirdest times going Peaches, 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 Peaches. So <laughs> it's coming. Just if you if you haven't already done that. But man, that film was so good. It had so many references from the opening to the closing. If you're familiar with the Mario games, you you could spot the progression of starting in an 8-bit world and slowly going through each of the Mario games throughout the film, nice. almost in order, you know? So it was super fun. I I can't wait to watch it again. This isn't one of those that you're just going to wait to stream. For me, uh, I think uh, FGP Squad member Anita had mentioned on Discord that it's not going to win like any awards, right? It's not going to win an Academy Award or whatever, you know, for best film and stuff like that. But it's a super fun film. This is the definition of what somebody would call a love letter to fans when it comes to the film. Uh, I think it was done right. I was a little concerned at the beginning with Chris Pratt voicing Mario and how that was going to mm-hmm. come off. Like I'm so used to hearing Mario speak a certain way. I didn't know if there was going to uh-huh. be a disconnect. Let me tell you within the first five minutes of the film, you completely forget all of that and you just get sucked nice. into the world. Absolutely. That's just, good. You get wrapped up in the story. Well. Yeah. It, it's so good. So uh, for me, this isn't one of those, I'm going to wait to stream it once it's on. I am pre-ordering the Blu-ray and buying it as soon as it comes out. That's how much I enjoyed this film. This is a buy it on Blu-ray to always have a copy of it. Yeah. And it was nice that they did, uh, they gave, uh, I think his name's Charles. Is it Charles Marinette? He's the voice of Mario. So yeah. he actually yeah. plays a, uh, two characters in the film. Uh, nice. So they, okay. they, they got him in there, um, which is very nice. And yeah, it's... I, I, it's you know with somebody that hasn't really played a ton of Mario and you know Super Mario. I played Mario sixty four and Mario nice. Kart's and different things, but 
not like super into the Mario verse or whatever you want to call it. I had a great time watching it. Yes, Peaches, I probably listened. I saw it on Saturday <laughs> and I probably listened to it uh, almost a hundred times since then. So uh, yeah, it's a very good song. Uh, I wish it was uh, twice as long. It is a very short song. The full version you can find on Spotify and other places. There's a great music video with Jack Black. Uh, <laughs> so uh, listen to Peaches after you see uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. I, d- I think all of the the voice cast was very well done. You can tell that they were like modifying people's voices because Keegan-Michael Key plays Toad and he, he sounds like what you'd think Toad would sound like. But they're, so they're obviously like pitching his voice and different things like that. I think Jack Black, they pitched his voice down some uh, to voice Bowser. Uh, so, but it's, it's great. I really loved, uh, Cranky Kong. I thought he was very funny. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's good. So it was ve- very good. good. All the games were represented so well. All the games. Nice. Like it wasn't like literally like some of the most iconic stuff was represented. So definitely recommend it. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. Blu-ray, Blu-ray. This is a Blu-ray movie. This is not mm-hmm. a stream it movie. So. Uh, so yeah, uh, when you sent us the article, Mel, about the song becoming a part of the National Archive uh, or the Library of Congress, uh, I thought, oh, wow, like what a what a great way to cap off this amazing run for mm-hmm. this film because it continues to break records since it was released. We talked about it either last week or the week before about all the records that it was breaking since it was released over the Easter weekend. And man, I can understand why. It is just... I'm telling you, it, the the underestimation of, you know, we're used to seeing Disney fans and Pixar fans go out in droves, Marvel fans, right? Right. You know, I think gamers, video game enthusiasts, and, you know, Nintendo fans, I think is an underestimated sector like sector of people maybe less now because that's why we got like super nintendo world and stuff like that and why theme parks are adopting these lands right but uh, it just i don't know it makes my like my my little kid heart happy to know that this iconic song that i grew up with and obsessed over you know for so many years when i was when i was young is now officially historic like it it was like it was like historic for gamers right but now the significance Mm -hmm. of it is so much more than what it ever was so yay congratulations you did it wahoo (laughs) (laughs) all right uh i think it's a great time to transition over to some great moments with mr andrew what do you think is it time i think so this is a this is a doozy of a one so i think it's time to get going so let's do it uh, yes, this is Great Moments with Mr. Andrew. Hello, I am Andrew. I don't know why I had to reintroduce this, but I did. Um, <laughs> the years are uh, 1953 and 1954. Um, so we're just going to jump right in because it's a lot. Uh, so 1953 for films on February 5th, Disney releases Peter Pan to theaters. It took three years and $4 million to make. 
On the same day, they had also released the True Life Adventure film Bear Country. On February 18th, Disney's first People and Places documentary film The Alaskan Eskimo is released to theaters. Uh, this year, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences awards the Oscar uh, to short subject two reels for the film Water Birds. The film Sleeping Beauty goes into full production. Uh, on May 28th, Disney's first and only Adventures in Music animated film Melody is released. This film was made in 3D, the first such film to re be released in the U.S., on July 23rd, Disney re-releases the live-action feature... Oh, no, sorry, not re-releases. Disney releases the live-action feature film The Sword and the Rose to theaters. Uh, also, Roy Disney announces the studio would end its 18-year distribution deal arrangement with RKO Radio Pictures and would distribute films itself through its newly founded Buena Vista Pictures. Uh, this year, 18 new shorts animated in live action are released, and six shorts are re-released. In 1953, we start getting more into TV. So in 1953 for TV, Walt signs a licensing deal with Mitchell Gertz for the rights to produce a Zorro TV show. Uh, despite that, Roy holds a press conference and states there is no future exists in television for the Disney studio. Uh, <laughs> he'll eat those words in a little bit, so that's okay. Um, and also, Walt puts the Zorro TV show on hold uh, to develop Disneyland. And that brings us into uh, the big bit for 1953 um, for the company. Uh, the company... Uh, actually starts planning Disneyland in 1953. In March, uh, Walt Disney Productions is renamed WED Enterprises, which would later go on to become Walt Disney Imagineering. WED is to be responsible for, among other things, designing and building Disneyland. Uh, they almost immediately begin working on ideas for Disneyland. Uh, in April, Walt Disney commissions the Stanford Research Institute to advise on the best location for Disneyland Park and to perform an analysis of amusement parks and public attractions. He then hires them to uh, look for different plots, 100-acre-plus plots in Southern California for Disneyland. Uh, in July, Walt meets with ABC President Letter Goldston to negotiate a deal for ABC to benefit from Disney's name and inventory of films in exchange for financing for Disneyland. In August, Roy meets with the Stanford Research Institute to discuss the results of their findings. Uh, they found 10 possible locations, and uh, the area in Anaheim along the Santa Ana Freeway is chosen. The 160-acre ball road subdivision, a grove of 1,000 orange trees, is then purchased for $879,000. On August 8th, Disney legend Marvin Davis completes his first diagram plan for the Disneyland site. Walt adds a triangular area to show where he wants the railroad to uh, circle the park. So uh, this next bit I'm going to tell you is... Um, kind of crazy and amazing uh everything that i'm going to tell you now uh is happened uh in the span of five days uh in 1953 so on september 24th roy disney receives a uh, word that prospective financiers in new york uh want to meet roy to talk about uh, financing disneyland he contacts walt asking for visual presentation to take with him uh, on September 25th, Marvin Davis completes his second generation hub layout for the proposed Disneyland. And on September 26th, Walt Disney discusses his plans 
uh, for Disneyland with Disney legend Herb Ryman, convincing him to help draw a visual image of the park. Over 42 hours, the two create a 43 by 70 inch detailed aerial view. Uh, This is known as the Lost Weekend. Uh, At the time, Herb Ryman was not working for Disney, um, and uh, that soon changed. (laughs) <laughs> on September 28th. So this is uh, five days, uh, the fifth day after Roy uh, has uh, w- told Walt about this meeting. Uh, ABC has agreed to help finance Disneyland. The final agreement includes a uh, $500,000 investment from ABC, uh, a guarantee for $4.5 million line of credit in return uh, for 35% interest in Disneyland Park, a weekly one-hour TV program, uh, Disney films uh, with Disney films and production for TV. ABC will pay Disney five million dollars per year for TV programming over the seven-year contract. This is the largest TV package deal in history. So all of that happens uh, within five days. Um, uh, other notable events in 1953: uh, the government of France awards Walt Disney with the title uh, Declaration of Officer d'Académie in recognition in recognition for his contribution to truth and knowledge through his films. And the Hollywood Foreign Press Association awards a Golden Globe Award, the Cecil Cecil B. DeMille Award, to Walt Disney. Uh, the birthdays for 1953, I only picked a few. Uh, February 8th, Mary Steenburgen. Uh, April 18th, Rick Moranis. Uh, April 25th, Ron Clements. Uh, May 29th, Danny Elfman. June 5th, Kathleen Yay. Kennedy. June 13th, Tim Allen. October 9th, Tony Shalhoub. November 8th, John Musker. And December 17th, Bill Pullman. Uh, we jump right into 1954, uh, in 1954 for films in February, Disney re-releases Pinocchio to theaters. Uh, also this year, Disney wins four Oscars, uh, for, uh, Toot Whistle, Plunk and Boom, uh, Bear Country, the Alaskan Eskimo and the Living Desert. On December 23rd, Disney releases the live-action feature film 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea to theaters. It costs $4.2 million to make. The film is based on a novel by Jules Verne. Uh, Fantasia is also re-released this year. And uh, let's see. Roy E. Disney, son of Roy O. Disney, begins work at Walt Disney Productions as an assistant director. And the Hollywood Foreign Press Association awards a Golden Globe Award uh, special award for uh, the film The Living Desert. Uh, this year, 15 shorts were released and seven were re-released uh, for TV in 1954. At the suggestion of ABC TV, Walt changes the name of Disneylandia to Disneyland uh, on October 27th. The ABC TV network airs the first Disneyland TV show on Wednesday night from 7.30 to 8.30. The first episode is titled The Disneyland Story. Approximately 30.8 million Americans... Uh, watch the show. Uh, these would air weekly. And for Disneyland in 1954, in April, Admiral Joe Fowler is hired to supervise construction of Disneyland. Also around the same time, Walt announces that Disneyland will open in July of 1955. This is before any construction of Disneyland has started and before all the land was secured. Key Disney staff members begin touring major American amusement parks, learning what to do and not to do. Uh, on July 16th, 1954, work begins on Disneyland's Disneyland, excuse me. Uh, the first orange trees are removed that day. Uh, other notable events from 1954. On May 9th, Walt's daughter Diane marries future Disney CEO Ron Miller. 
Uh, Walt Disney receives an award for Best Director for his work as a whole at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, The East Germany government bans Mickey Mouse as an anti-communist subversive. uh, Submersive. (laughs) An anti-communist subversive. I can't talk. It's a lot of words on this page. (laughs) And on December uh, 27th, on the December 27th issue, Time Magazine features Walt Disney and his animated characters on the cover. Uh, birthdays for 1954, January 20th, Ken Page, January 29th, yeah. Oprah Winfrey, February 18th, John Travolta, March 1st, Ron Howard, March 4th, Catherine O'Hara, uh, April 7th, Jackie Chan, April 13th, Glenn Keane, June 19th, Kathleen Turner, August 16th, James Cameron, and December 28th, Denzel Washington. So that has been uh, your great moments with uh, Mr. Andrew. Uh, I do recommend, if you have not uh, heard about The Lost Weekend before, uh, do a deep dive on that. It's a a very interesting uh, how that all came about and what we got from it. (laughs) The only thing I could think of is this is where we start to see the it's kind of fun to do the impossible. And wow, <laughs> like it's crazy. It's crazy. It it, it seems impossible, but it, he, he, Walt gets it done. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was huge years for the company, right? Especially for Disneyland mm-hmm. as a theme park with all of the changes and everything that was happening and uh, we've talked about the Lost Weekend um, before. We talked about it in the in a segment that we called Walt's Original Imagineers, where we talked about some of the original Imagineers at WED, and Herb Ryman was uh, one of the people that we talked about, including this Lost Weekend. And I just, I mean, you look at the artwork for the park that they put together for this presentation. And to this date, it's one of the most beautiful pieces of Disney mm-hmm. art that you could ever see. Mm-hmm. Like, they had it on display at D23 once. Yes. It was with special lighting and everything. You couldn't take mm-hmm. flash photography of it. They were really strict about it. You know, people collect park maps and like the big park maps to hang in their in their houses. That's a piece I want hanging in my house. You know, if I could get an original, like a, a version of the original drawing that Herb Ryman did, to hang in my house like for me that is one of the ultimate pieces of disney art that you could own yeah Yeah. and it's yeah it's it's just bananas just to think of like about roy got a call and he's like oh investors want to meet on monday it's uh thursday or whatever and walt's like okay uh herbie my boy (laughs) you haven't worked for me for five years uh come on down i want to talk to you i think like bill justice or somebody like was like the middleman uh was like oh yeah Walt needs somebody and so he came down like he was gardening and he was like i can be there in 15 minutes if i don't have to change he's like don't change and so he just like (laughs) (laughs) and walt they both they stayed together in the the weekend there's just the two of them doing this map and it's bananas you know how they did it Hmm. With our sponsor, Folgers Coffee. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and Marvel Move. And Marvel Move. Right. Hashtag not sponsored, but we're open not to sponsored. It. <laughs> it's not sponsored. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just really like the company is really cementing itself 
as a major company by uh, going to be distributing its films by itself. It's creating its own theme park, uh, all wet enterprises, everything that's it's, they're cementing themselves as a, as a entity of their own that they do not need. I mean, granted they're still getting financing and all this stuff for Disneyland, but this is a, you know, kind of a thing that hasn't been done before on that scale. So it's, it's, uh, uh, I mean, we all know uh, how the story ends or continues on to this day. So it's <laughs> there, yeah. there's lots of bumps in the road, but uh, they uh, end up on top or, you know, whatever you want to call the position they're in, as I'd call it the top. So, yeah, it's uh, it was a, a monumental year, 53 and 54 years, 55 next week. So, uh, you know what that means. Uh, People's shoes getting so. stuck in cement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to. I don't know if it's just going to be short. I'm just going to say Disneyland opened and then <laughs> the be, be done with it. You or... gave it away. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Hey, Disneyland opened July 17th, 1955. I'll give that away for you. Right. Uh, yeah. Exciting times. Uh, definitely a huge leap from what started off as the idea of Mickey Mouse Park in Burbank. You know, and so yeah. and look what look what what happened. Look what we have today. So, uh, hey, you want to hear something crazy? We'll we'll close hmm. it before we we close out because you mentioned him as part of one of the birthdays. Remember the last birthday that you mentioned? Denzel Washington. Yeah, you know his name is not Denzel Washington. Hmm. It's Denzel Washington. Interesting. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. I my entire life I went knowing his name was Denzel Washington. We've but been if pronouncing you, it wrong. If you ask him, he says his name is Denzel Washington. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of like oh. a That's kind of like a Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Uh, where everybody says Fraser like Fraser Crane, but it's Fraser. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Anyhow, I thought that was an interesting tidbit included in a Quizneyland even though we just said it. But anyway, <laughs> All right, I think that's a great place to wrap it up for this week. If you have any comments or questions on anything that we talked about this week or in any episode, feel free to join the community over on Discord. If you haven't yet done so, the easiest way to do that is by heading over to podcasters.com slash links. There you will find a link to our latest episode, a Quizneyland playlist, links to our YouTube channel and Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. Make sure that you're also following Larry on Instagram because he will post anytime that he's streaming from the parks. Usually it's on Wednesdays and Saturdays and stuff like that. So uh, make sure that you're following him to keep up with the alerts. Uh, there's also a link to the FGP squad and, of course, the invite to join our Discord community. Just takes a couple clicks. We'd love to have you there and continue uh, chatting there. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? Uh, quiz, new Quizneyland this week. I, uh, I think you mentioned Quizneyland. There'll be a new Yay. one. There'll be stuff happening there, so look out for that too. But other than that, that's it. All right. You heard it. That's it. Until uh, next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. Hope for Roger Rabbit, everybody. <laughs> Part of the Podcateers Network.